Well, haven't we just heard Jesus' words as Matthew recorded them in that Bible reading? What a privilege. The words of our Saviour. We heard Jesus teaching about the kingdom of heaven. So what exactly is the kingdom of heaven? Firstly, if you're going to have a kingdom, then you have to have a king. And the area over which the king rules, over which the king has dominion, is his kingdom. So the phrase, the kingdom of heaven, is referring to God's dominion in Christ Jesus. Or we can say God's rule and God's reign and God's will will all be worked out, will all be enacted, will all be undertaken in Christ Jesus. Now God's rule and God's reign and God's will are all eternal. And they cover all of creation, all the nations and the powers and authorities within creation. But the thing is that this rule and reign and will is recognised only by God's people. And as far as unbelievers and the powers of darkness are concerned, it's contested by them. So in one sense we can say that the kingdom of heaven is future. But in another sense we can say it's also a present reality in the lives of believers. We could also say that the rule and the reign of God is a present reality that will be fully recognised when Jesus returns. And Matthew begins this passage by relating two parables of Jesus that tell us something about the kingdom of heaven. In fact, twice Jesus begins, the kingdom of heaven is like. And here it is. I'm going to read those verses again. So verse 44, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Verse 45. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. 46. When he found one of great value, he went away, sold everything he had and bought it. Short, eh? Three Bible verses telling two stories and in fact, they're very special two stories because they have an impact upon us all. They reach from earth to heaven and all in a total of 66 words. In the first parable, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that was hidden in a field or in a paddock. In the second what does Jesus say the kingdom of heaven is like? In the second parable, Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, not the pearl itself. What's going on is an action. He's seeking. Now, when you're seeking something, you're looking around. You may even be walking around and seeking. So there's 
an action, things happening. In the time of Jesus, pearls were one of the rarest and most precious of gems. 2,000 years ago, they didn't have oyster farms. 2,000 years ago, they didn't have scuba gear. So pearls were very rare and very valuable. Cleopatra, ancient queen of Egypt, once owned a magnificent pearl that would be valued today at over $12 million. Very valuable. Well, the man in the parable doesn't find pearls, plural. He finds a pearl, one of great value. In other words, it was one of those flawless, high-quality pearls. It was so valuable that he sold everything he had in order to buy it. Now, if you're like me and you're sitting there wondering how the kingdom of heaven is like this merchant, well, we'll look at what he did. He sought out pearls. He found one of great price and gave up everything in order to obtain it. This tells us that the kingdom of heaven is something that seeks and finds. It's the kingdom that sacrifices everything to gain the pearl. It's the kingdom that not only finds a pearl of great price, but then obtains it at all costs. It's the rule and reign and will of God, undertaken by Christ Jesus, that finds the pearl of great value. The pearl isn't the kingdom. The pearl is something the kingdom seeks and finds and then sacrifices greatly to obtain. The pearl is you and me. In other words, you and I are of immense value and worth to God. It's almost overwhelming, isn't it? It's hard to comprehend, isn't it? It's hard even to simply grasp, isn't it? At home when I'm, I've said something and I'm frequently asked, how do you know? Nor would I be surprised if the same question arose in your minds. I'll answer it this way, in this way. You see, we are like that pearl. And when we understand this, it's then that we realise that the amazing price that Jesus paid for us he gave up everything for us. How do you know? Well, I look in the Bible and I see in John where he wrote that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. And in other words, he gave the son that God himself brought about. And Peter wrote that we weren't redeemed or brought back and forgiven by God. We weren't redeemed with perishable things like gold and silver, but that it cost Jesus his precious blood in order to buy us back from sin. And Paul wrote that Jesus made himself nothing, which is the equivalent of a Roman senator 
setting aside his toga and putting on the rags of a slave. Jesus made himself nothing that he came in the flesh and humbled himself even to the point of being obedient to death. This wasn't just any kind of death, was it? It was the death of a criminal. The death that we should have died, not him, death on a cross. So do you see what was given up to purchase you? God gave up his one and only son in heaven. Jesus, the son of God in heaven, gave up the glory in heaven that had been his since eternity. Jesus, the son of God, gave up his throne in heaven. Jesus, the son of God, humiliated himself and humbled himself and took on human flesh and came to us as the Christmas babe. Jesus, the son of God, suffered and died at the hands of sinful men and women on a cross, all for our sake. I also turn to Hebrews, where we believe it was Paul who wrote, Therefore, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, the joy of finding the pearl of great value, which is you and me, to gain that joy, he, Jesus, endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What was the joy that was set before him? It was you and me. We are the pearls. So in this second parable, we have the good news. We could call it the gospel of the kingdom. But what about the first parable? The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. Well, we just talked about how in the second parable, the kingdom finds us and purchases us. But God in Christ takes the first step. He always takes the first step so that we can enter the kingdom. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God and not of works, lest anyone should boast. Yes, in the first parable we are told that the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. God's rule and God's reign and God's will is like a treasure. That when a man finds, he hides it and then sold everything he had in order to buy the field. What this parable is teaching, teaching us, is that we are to live lives of faithful service and devotion to God's rule, to God's reign and to God's will in our lives. Psalm 119 says that if we hide God's word in our hearts, we're less likely to sin against him. The Bible tells us that we are sanctified by the truth and that God's word is the truth. And so it's an incredible treasure that we should hide deep in our hearts and die to ourselves so that we might live unto him. 
that we might live for him. This first parable is talking about our response to God's rule, to God's reign and to God's will in our lives. Jesus Christ gave all for you. What have you given for him? The man in the first parable was so filled with joy at the sight of and the thought of the treasure that he gave up everything for it. He was totally devoted, totally focused on the treasure. And God's rule, God's reign and God's will in our lives, we should see it as treasure. Or at least it should be. It's valuable. It's precious. And it's worth everything. In other words, what can compare with the riches of God in Christ Jesus? And if we answer that question and say there's nothing that compare with it, then why do we hang on to some of the things that we do? Our devotion to the kingdom of heaven, to the dominion and leadership of the king, to God's rule, to God's reign and to God's will should be so great that we're willing to renounce the things in this world. In fact, Jesus said that the greatest commandment was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. We began with two earthly stories with links to heaven. Our understanding of the kingdom of heaven has been opened up we are just so precious to God. But do think about how God sees you. As a member of the kingdom, or perhaps not yet. Amen. <laughs>